Hey everybody, here on the Packaday Podcast, we're all about look good, play good, and that's why I'm super excited to announce our new sponsor, Oakley. Oakley is changing the game and it's time to discover a whole new world of possibilities. Do you run, golf, work out, or just want to look like Aaron Jones? Then you need to get yourself a pair of Oakleys today. Last season, I saw Aaron Jones wearing his signature Oakley sunglasses and I knew I had to have a pair. My Oakleys fit me perfectly and I've loved Oakley style since I was a kid. There's just that extra boost of confidence I get when I'm wearing them and that's why I wear them every single day. Suited for everyday eyewear with frames and lenses that allow for an expression of your own unique personality, there's more than meets the eye. With summer just around the corner, you're going to want to upgrade your sunglasses game right now. Check out oakley.com to get yourself a pair. Personally, I'm a huge fan of the frog skins. Did you know that Oakley even offers prism lens technology? What the hell is that, you ask? It's a proprietary technology to Oakley and available for everyday settings as well. Want to know more? I know you do, so head over to oakley.com and uh, do your own research. And while you're there, get yourself a pair of everyday glasses that'll be sure to change your look for the better. When you wear Oakley, there really is more than meets the eye. Don't trust me? Try for yourself. I've worn a lot of sunglasses brands in my life, and I can assure you, Oakley is not only the best looking, but the best quality out there. Head over to oakley.com for more information today. minutes a day, 365 days a year. This is the Pack-A-Day Podcast. Tuesday, July 4th, 2023, Independence Day. Happy birthday to America. Suck it, Great Britain. America won the Revolutionary War, all that good stuff. And uh, they've won all those other wars because we're better than you and we know it, just like Globo Jim. Welcome to the show, everybody. I am Jacob Westendorf. I am your host every Tuesday, and I am joined. Uh, apparently, we didn't get the memo, Morley. We didn't mean to do this. This isn't a video show, and good for you guys. But it's sun's out, gun's out. Morley's got the pythons out and ready to hunt today. Mr. Morley, how are we doing? Doing good, man. We got the families in town for the 4th of July. Uh, we just got off a, uh, uh, I like to call them coffee cruises. When you wake up early and get your coffee, hop on the pontoon, do a couple laps, and then you come back in. And it's a beautiful thing, man. It is a, a beautiful thing and a good time. So we're we're ready to roll for the 4th of July, and I hope you all are as well. Um, and yeah, so happy Independence Day to, to everyone out there that uh, maybe is up early getting stuff ready for the family for the 4th of July or maybe listening to it on the lake. I don't know. Whatever you're doing, um, happy, happy 4th. I'm just happy to have a day off. My wife was in Las Vegas from Thursday until late last night, Sunday. We're recording this on Monday. So it was just me and my two kids, which is fine. I'm not complaining about that or anything like that, but it can get a little overwhelming and, and a little quickly sometimes. So I'm just grateful to not have to go to work and, and do all those sorts of things as well. And then just a real uh, quick thing for, for me, some of you guys may have seen on the bird app, maybe you didn't because the rate limit got exceeded and that was weird over, over the weekend. It appears things are back in order. I, I don't, I don't know if they are cool. If not, then, then we'll figure out where else we're, we're reconvening. But uh, the announcement I had made, which does not affect anything as far as the pack a day podcast or anything like that, but it was kind of cool. Um, Starting, I believe, next week, I have joined forces uh, with Packers Central, which is a Sports Illustrated uh, Packers coverage group. I think that uh, that'll be that'll be a lot of fun, obviously, but it's pretty cool to say that I can put Sports Illustrated next to my name and uh, and have that in in my byline. So 
Um, just in case you missed that, wanted to toss that out. If you look to find some of my stuff, I'm looking forward to to doing that. It's been a lot of fun, a lot of people to to thank along the way, including uh, my co-host here, Mr. Morley. So, uh, Jake, are you ready to jump into our topic for the week now that I've given myself indulgence? Yeah, I am. And hey, congratulations. That's great news. <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty cool. I appreciate that. So our topic for the week last week, we did the offense for the all NFC North. This week, we are going to focus on the defensive side of the ball. And we're going to start in the front and we're going to start with my favorite position, and that is the edge rushers. So we're picking two. This week, we're a little less... Uh, picky about the whole this is the position you play on the team so like we're not going left outside linebacker or right outside linebacker for example for edge rusher if it's a hand in the dirt player cool if it's a stand-up guy like Rashawn Gary that's fine too we're just picking two of those guys um, and working working that way but guys rush from all over the freaking place now especially with some of these amoeba fronts and everything people like to do these days so we're just going with two Morley I will let you pick your first two and see if I think we're going to have a consensus on this yeah, and there's, I mean, there's some good edge rushers in the NFC North. Like, I think this is going to be the most competitive um, spot on defense. Except in Chicago. Oh, that's the that's only true. place. We did this ranking thing last week with Maggie Loney on Pax, which she said, and I'm just like, their front is terrible. Horrible. Yeah, I don't even. How are they going to, they I were like, bad uh, at rushing I the do, passer last year, and they're not I do. I like, I like Dominique Robinson as a prospect, as a young player for the Bears, but man, outside of that, yeah, that's gross. It's pretty gross. It's pretty gross. Uh, but, you know, Minnesota, Detroit, and Green Bay all have dudes. Like, they have at least one guy you can point to and be like, he is a problem. Um, and I think that's where you start, and that's kind of where you figure out those three guys. And the three guys I'm talking about are, um, I think Aiden Hutchinson is is your edge rusher with the bullet right now. Um, just what he's able to do as a rookie. Um, I know we're talking about like next season and projecting and all that stuff is tough, but I mean, Aiden looks like he's ready to be a bona fide NFL Defensive Player of the Year candidate after what he did his rookie year. Um, so I'm taking him. He's probably my first pick, and then and then you have an interesting conversation between I think you know Daniel Hunter and Rashawn Gary. I'm going to take Rashawn uh, just because I I think he's um, at the peak of his powers, he's a better all-around football player. Um, but but Daniel, but Daniel Hunter is really freaking good too. So like it's uh, you could convince me either way on that one. Um, I know Rashawn's coming off the injury, and that has to factor into it. Uh, but Daniel's had injury issues himself in the past, so I think those are your three guys. And obviously, you know, like Preston, uh, Preston's a really good player, but I don't think you can really make a case for him being one of the top two in the NFC North. Um, other guys, you know, like, uh, Detroit's got the Houston kid, uh, that kind of came out of nowhere last year. Um, uh, his first name is escaping me. James. Um, James Houston, um, would be another nice, you know, young player, uh, Minnesota outside of Daniil. I don't think they really have someone, I guess they, they signed Marcus have, Davenport. Yeah, but he's, like he, yeah. I mean, his thing is if we did four guys, it would be the three guys that you talked about. And then I think Preston is pretty safely the fourth yeah. pass rusher there. So like that means Davenport theoretically doesn't even make the team in, in no. this case, if teams are keeping four, four pass rushers, sometimes five, sometimes, you know, go down the line like that. Yeah. But I'm with you. I, I mean, Rashawn Gary is, I am parentally obligated to, to put him on the team. Uh, not only that, but just from a standpoint of the player, yeah, yeah, he earned it. This is a guy who, if you look at the first month of the season last year, I mean, I say all the time, there are no MVP candidates 
in you know like April, unless you're Shohei Otani in baseball, then you're just always an MVP candidate because it's basically like your award unless somebody breaks a 60 some odd year old record, but that's about it. There are no defensive player of the year candidates in, in September, October. However, if there were Rashawn Gary is at the forefront of that. He was just a one man wrecking crew for the first six weeks of the season last year. And it was really like last year when Gary got injured, um, I recently ran into an old thing that we did Morley and like, you could just see the hurt in our faces. Cause we knew like, not only is his season over, but like that's one of the few fun parts of the team at the time that we thought there was left to watch. And this was a guy who, again, I thought was chasing defensive player of the year, and he's only getting better. Now we'll see how he does this year coming off of the injury, but I'm still willing to give him that nod. And then he's still a super young player, too. I think that's what a lot of people don't realize. What is he going to turn 25 this, this season? Yes, because they drafted him at 21. So that's yeah, so 25, 25 26. right now. 25 right now. Right now. Um, I suppose I yeah, should you know hope. that his birthday is March 3rd. Yep. Yep. So he's a young 25. So he'll be 25 all season. Um, and, you know, you hope so that. got him at 25 for all season. That's good. I will say this, too. With knee injuries, um, edge makes me a little bit nervous just because of the explosiveness that's required to play that. But the way Rashawn plays – he just, I mean, he's just a bully. You know what I mean? He's such a in your face. I'm going to come at you every single play, no snaps off. And I'm just going to overwhelm you with my athleticism and power. I think he could, I think if there's anyone uh, that can come back from it quick, he's that type of player, right? Where he's a freak athlete. He's got all the, the genetics that you would want for someone to come back. Like I remember, man, I remember when Adrian Peterson, uh, you know, tore up his knee. And I think it was Dr. Andrews was the guy that did the knee surgery on him. And I think he's got a quote that's just like, I've never seen a more like perfect knee. <laughs> like I think this man is a specimen. And I think Rashawn is kind of that way. And I know we're getting off topic a little bit, but Rashawn's always worth talking about. So yeah, yes, I, I agree with you. He's, he's got to be on the team. Um, I think he's one of the best edge rushers in the league. Yeah. And I'm not going to argue with you about Aiden Hutchinson either. I talked about him quite a bit um, a couple of weeks ago when we, when we made the all team or what uh, the, the stuff that we've been doing here the last couple of weeks. So I think Hutchinson's awesome. I think he's going to be one of the best players. I still can't believe that the, and this isn't even a slight to Trayvon Walker, but I still can't believe that the Jaguars took him instead of Hutchinson. And I'm going to be pissed at them for the next 15 years. Cause Aiden tormented the Packers in both games that they played last year. Yep. So that's uh that's difficult. That's frustrating. Let's move to defensive tackle where things get a little more interesting. Uh, personally, pretty easy one. And then after that, it's trying to find the next one. Uh, so Justin Jones is the e – no, I'm kidding. Um, Kenny Clark is the easy first one, uh, potential all-pro level player, everything like that. After that is where it gets a little more difficult. Um, I have a guy who – I think is the one that I would end up taking, but it's, it gets interesting. So like, cause they're kind of like one dimensional players. Harrison Phillips is one. Uh, Isaiah bugs from Detroit is one. Aline like They're all kind of the same. They're all that same. Kind of an ascending player. players. Yeah. Yeah. So with that in mind, I, I just, I've seen Harrison Phillips do it before and like consistently, which isn't to say I haven't seen the other guys do it before. I've just seen him do it quite a bit. Um, so I think he's the guy that that I would take in that spot. But uh, like I said, here is this is the position that's the most goofy or like there isn't going to be 
an easy consensus. I don't think like Gervon Dexter isn't in the conversation because he's a rookie and I've never seen him play professional football before, but like he's one of the more talented players in this division at that position stepping in right now. So Kenny Clark. And then, yeah, I'm going to roll with Harrison Phillips out of the Minnesota Vikings. I mean, yeah, like you look at, you know, and Harrison Phillips is technically listed as like a DN in that three, four, but we could, I mean, that's, basically defensive tackle. I mean, like to, to sum it up, like Dean Lowry is still listed as a starter in this division, you know, like that's kind of where we're at. (laughs) And, and also that's a good, it's, it's a good, it's a good reminder to people. These guys are hard to find. Like this is not, I think if you would go to a lot of uh, divisions throughout the NFL, it would be similar. They'd be like, Oh, this guy's, they got one guy that's really good. And then a bunch of guys that are kind of either, you know, situational, one-dimensional, you know, stuff like that, because guys like Kenny Clark don't grow on trees. And Kenny Clark even, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't put him even in the top tier of defensive tackles nope. or interior defensive linemen because he's someone he's someone that is more well rounded, but I wouldn't look at his game and be like he is dominant in this area. He's just kind of a guy that's like, man, he's a pretty good pass rusher. He's pretty pretty good. Um, in run defense, like he's a, he's a very and that makes him a very good player and a very valuable player um, because those guys are so hard to find. So I'm with you. Like it's it's tough. Like the guys that are jumping off the screen on me are like the rookies, like the young guys that are unproven because you're like, oh, this guy like Zach Pickens, I liked him. I like Gervin Dexter, but um, it's it is tough. And I think I think I would go with Aleem McNeil out of Detroit. Uh, I, I just because I think he's got a little bit more juice, a little bit more. I mean, we're, we're splitting hairs. And really, I'm just picking him because I want to get a different name because I think Harrison Phillips is a really good choice as well. Um, so I'm fine with Harrison Phillips being the guy. Um, and, I'll, and I'll give you that one and we'll go with him. Um, but I think Aleem, uh, Aleem McNeil is is another you know pretty good choice if you were to have three. He'd probably be my third guy. And then I'd probably say Isaiah Bugs. Um who is fine. He's a fine player. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's a tough one. Uh, but so far we've got two Packers on this team. So and we're going to add another one here. Cause we're going to take three off ball linebackers. Yeah. Hey everybody here on the pack a day podcast. We're all about look good, play good. And that's why I'm super excited to announce our new sponsor Oakley. Oakley is changing the game and it's time to discover a whole new world of possibilities. Do you run, golf, work out, or just want to look like Aaron Jones? Then you need to get yourself a pair of Oakleys today. Last season, I saw Aaron Jones wearing his signature Oakley sunglasses and I knew I had to have a pair. My Oakleys fit me perfectly and I've loved Oakley style since I was a kid. There's just that extra boost of confidence I get when I'm wearing them and that's why I wear them every single day. Suited for everyday eyewear with frames and lenses that allow for an expression of your own unique personality, there's more than meets the eye. With summer just around the corner, you're going to want to upgrade your sunglasses game right now. Check out oakley.com to get yourself a pair. Personally, I'm a huge fan of the frog skins. Did you know that Oakley even offers prism lens technology? What the hell is that, you ask? It's a proprietary technology to Oakley and available for everyday settings as well. Want to know more? I know you do, so head over to oakley.com and uh, do your own research. And while you're there, get yourself a pair of everyday glasses that'll be sure to change your look for the better. When you wear Oakley, there really is more than meets the eye. Don't trust me? Try for yourself. I've worn a lot of sunglasses brands in my life, and I can assure you, Oakley is not only the best looking, but the best quality out there. Head over to oakley.com for more information today. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh, and with the three, to me, it's it's two. It's interesting. It's two from Chicago. TJ Edwards and Tremaine Edmonds are both uh, free well, agent acquisitions that they made. Yeah, they, they did. So, for those guys. so I certainly hope they make this team, and they do. Um, you know, Alex Anzalone's had some nice moments, um, but I can't take him over either one of those guys. Uh, Jack Campbell is a first round pick. He just got there. You know, he's a rookie. Minnesota has Jordan Hicks. They just let go of. Uh, Eric Kendricks this offseason. But to me, it's those two guys from Chicago I just mentioned. And then Devondre Campbell, who wasn't a all-pro last year like he was the year prior, but that there were moments where that stuff was still in there. And I think this year, without having to compensate as much for Quay Walker, that he could have another – not an all-pro season. I think that's asking a lot, saying, hey, you're going to be the best player in the league at your position. That's quite a bit to ask for. But getting in that position – I think those are the three guys, and I don't know that there's another. You know, this is kind of boring, I guess, analysis, but I don't know that there's another candidate. There's not. Um, I think Quay is probably the most talented guy left off the list, but he's not there yet. You know, he's not. Well, he's not like those guys. No, um, and until further notice, to use a Morleyism, he's a dumb. Like, yeah. Just you get kicked. Good. You get kicked out of two games for pushing guys. Like I, I'm sorry, man, but like I have to see you. Like I, I am very bullish on his talent, but yeah, I have to see you not get kicked out of a game for a season. I don't yeah. think that's too much to ask. Oh man, dude, you know who we didn't even mention at interior defensive line is the uh, is Wyatt for the Packers. He honestly, like, if you just go off of his small sample size last year, he might actually be like the second best guy in the conference. But he hasn't played enough. But I, I think I think he's worth mentioning though, and and I regret not mentioning him because I'm think because that that triggered me to remember the draft and how I really liked Quay. Um, I thought that was I thought it was an interesting pick, but I thought it was uh, a, a guy that I liked. I thought he was a good player, and he he flashed being a good player as well. But I did not like the the Wyatt pick, and I, I feel like I'm going to be wrong about that, which is great. But um, yeah, sorry. I just I keep hijacking us and just like going down this road. But this is kind of where we're at, man. It's that part of the off season where we're like, hey, let's talk about this, and then we're kind of doing it on the fly. But uh, yeah, I think I think those three off ball linebackers are are absolutely. That's a pretty easy one to me because then after that, it's a bunch of it's a mixed bag of either uh, decent veterans like Jordan Hicks or you know young high profile picks like Jack like Campbell, Campbell or Quay. And, yeah. So I think the three most proven guys are the three that we've mentioned. So that's I'm I'm totally fine with that. Corner, this is another position I don't think is particularly difficult. So we're going to take three of those guys as well. Two outside. This is where we will, I guess, be a little more um, 
position traditional. Um, yeah. Two outside guys and a slot guy. So Jair Alexander makes the team. That one's pretty easy. Um, I believe that Jalen Johnson is your second guy on the team. And then listed as the nickel corner right now for the Lions is Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Uh, and I think that when you look at the others, Byron Murphy is listed for Minnesota as their nickel corner. Uh, and then Chicago has Kyler Gordon, who had some rough spots as a rookie. And right now for Green Bay, their nickel corner would be Keyshawn Nixon, which as much as I like Keyshawn Nixon, and then again, another guy I'm kind of sneaky high on for this year, he needs to play more than you know 300 snaps or whatever it was on defense last year for me to pick him. So again, another pretty easy one, Jair, Jalen Johnson, and then for me, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Do you have any qualms with those? No, not at all. I think that's – and I'm glad you went with uh, Gardner Johnson and saw that because that's who I was going to – because right up, for a while I was like, man, who's the best slot corner in this conference? And I was like, is it Keyshawn? Because – but then I guess uh, uh, Byron Murphy's a good slot player too. Uh, well, it's yeah. just tough because last year, like, Gardner Johnson played safety for the Eagles. Yeah. So, like, he does both, but it, this is what he's listed at. So, we'll right. see how the Lions actually use him. I tend to think that'll be the role just because their corners last year were man terrible. Here's bad. the thing, too, though. It's bad. Like the Vikings secondary corner. That's oh, horrible. Bad. Uh, Chicago has Jalen Johnson, who's a really good player. But outside of that, Tyreek Stevenson and Kyler, Kyler Gordon are, are fighting for that starting outside spot. You know, Kyler was bad, was really bad last year. Um, which is too bad because I, I did like him coming out of Washington, but it's tough Rookie to play quarter in the NFL, usually, man. Yep. Yeah. And then it's, and that's the other thing is Tyreek Stevenson is oh. – I liked him out of Miami, but, like, man, again, rookie corner. Um, so that's tough. And I think that's the other thing, man, is, like, where do you put – like, this is a Packers podcast, so let's look at it through this angle. Like, where do you put Rasul? Is he the fourth? Right. Is he the fourth he guy? He would probably be right after that, like the backup yeah. outside corner right behind where do you put, those guys. Where do you put Eric Stokes after knowing what we know about him? Really good rookie year, which we just mentioned how hard it is to be play as a rookie. Really bad sophomore year. Like not great. He'll tell you that. So well, like and I know I know that we just kind of dismissed Rashawn's injury, but like with Stokes, I mean, he's still not full go for you know, compound. I mean, it was a, well, it was a nasty he, injury it sounds and like. And he but. had and he was right in the middle of a so- sophomore slump too, where it's right. like we kind of cooled on him quite a bit quickly when he was getting beat over and over again. Um, so like, what do you do with that guy? I feel like he's kind of a forgotten man, you know? So it's, yeah, it's kind of a prove it. I mean, we're not even talking about when we talk about Packers starting corners, we're not talking about him. No. Even when he's healthy, you know, we've kind of all been saying like, Hey, it's, it's Rasul and it's Jair. And then you've got Nixon in the slot and Stokes is like the first guy off the bench if he's healthy. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with him in camp in preseason and and trying to figure out you know where his because i remember when we did the, if we would have done this exact podcast after the after stokes's rookie season we would have said like man green bay's got stokes and alexander like they have the best corner tandem maybe in the entire league and now like that's just that's not how we feel right now so it'll be interesting to see talent wise stokes has a bunch of it you know it's just a matter of of rekindling that for for everything here so that's man. the corner side the Lions corners are terrible. They just grabbed a bunch of like average guys because last year it was, I mean, it, they were the worst defense in the NFL uh, against the pass, except yeah. against the Packers apparently. But I mean, so they grabbed Mosley and Sutton. Neither one of those guys are going to confuse you with Jair Alexander, but they're just they're, average replacement level type players. Like, to, and that's put it, to put it to put it 
like bluntly, and I think this is probably maybe this is a little biased, but whatever. It's a Packers show. Carrington Valentine, if he was like what we've seen out of him as a rookie so far, which is not much. I think you throw him on the Lions roster, and like I'm looking at it and be like, why couldn't this guy compete for a starting spot? Like that's just kind of. Yeah, I mean, like I would certainly bad. throw that in the because Mosley is, I mean, solid. Again, Sutton, same thing. Solid. Sutton's more of a slot though, too. Well, he's going to start. So, I mean, I don't know. This they is just what they're listed at, so we'll yeah. see. We'll see what they do, but I just, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to go that far with the the Carrington Valentine, which is stuff, even cra- but- dude, which is even crazier that this defense in Detroit was able to limit to the Packers like what, like 24 points in two games. Last year, something like that. Yeah, when they were it's not like good. one of the historically worst defenses in the NFL of all time. It's not good. It's not good. It's not right. great. So let's go uh, safety position. Um, free safety, strong safety. So your free safety options are Darnell Savage, Eddie Jackson, uh, Tracy Walker, and Cameron Bynum. So I can pretty safely dismiss Cameron Bynum. I feel like uh, Lucene, I should say, is in. Are we going to actually label the safeties as like strong and brief? Um, I guess back. we, I guess we don't have to do that. We can just take. The I two don't best think. Guys. I don't think that matters anymore. It, the way Not as much, play. but okay. So with that in mind, then, um, so Eddie Jackson and Jaquan Brisker are your starters for Chicago. Kirby Joseph and Tracy Walker, uh, Cameron Bynum and Harrison Smith, and then Darnell Savage. And I'm going to just toss Rudy Ford in there. He's not making the team anyways. And frankly, I don't think Darnell Savage is either. Uh, I will personally, I'm going with Kirby Joseph and I am going even still in his advanced age. Harrison Smith is a guy who I promise you write this down. If Harrison Smith is healthy, he is getting one of those veteran interceptions against Jordan Love this year. Yeah. Write it down. That is absolutely happening. And it's one of those things. Rogers would always talk about him and single him out after games and just say like how good he is, how smart he is, et cetera. He will trick Jordan Love into an interception this year. But I would take those two guys, Kirby Joseph and and uh, Harrison Smith, with a slight nod toward even still, Eddie Jackson's not as good as the contract he signed, but he's still a good player. See, now I'm going to go a different player on the same team. I'm going I'm to take Brisker as one of my guys. Um, I loved what he did his rookie year um, for Chicago. He he, I think you can make an argument that Jaquan Brisker is their best defender. Um, Kirby Joseph. Uh, I loved, you know, loved him coming out of, uh, I think he was what, out of Illinois or Syracuse. Um, didn't get to work out. He's out of Illinois. Didn't get to work out. So I think he kind of dropped in the, uh, in the, uh, in the draft or whatever. But uh, I think some people get a little bit confused about his rookie year because his best two games by far were against Green Bay. Um, and then other than that, I think he struggled at times. I think Jaquan Brisker uh, had a better rookie year than him. So uh, I'm going to take, uh, for all the reasons you listed, Harrison Smith, I just think he's – I hate to admit this because he plays for the Vikings, but he's been one of my favorite players to watch in the NFL the last decade. Um, I think he is a a hall of very good type safety and uh, someone that will – uh, be remembered for a long time in Minnesota because of what he's been able to do there. So my two guys I'm taking are going to be Harrison Smith and Jaquan Brisker. Um, and Jacob just had to jump off to take a phone call, but that is perfect because we are wrapping it up to right now. So uh, guys, appreciate you guys listening. Um, if you like the show, make sure you go over to you know iTunes or wherever you listen and 
um, give us a five star rating. We always appreciate those. So, um, and we appreciate you guys. Appreciate you guys following along, and really appreciate you guys that took the time to listen to this on the day of our independence when there's so much else that you could be doing. So, um, appreciate you all, and we'll catch you next week. I think we got a special guest coming on next week, which will be a lot of fun. Um, but until then, go Paco. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.